started writing a list of people who were going to hell for not looking for Gabe. I'm very eager to hear that list. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJK Vaya. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbors. We are the Neighbors Recap Podcast, and Woo! we talk to you about the Aussie soap. Uh, it's called Neighbours. There's another Aussie soap, but no, we don't watch that. No. It's too hectic. Right. No, I get, there's too many young people on there for me. <laughs> yeah. And I have the very, very OG squad in the brand new Paratnet Studios right now. I'm Vaya and I have CJ here. Hello. Happy 2018. Happy New Year. Uh, you're AKA Catherine Jones, best known as CJ. You are the one that started Neighbours with me. Yeah, your first, very first one, right? Yeah. The first few till we um till I coaxed Kate, better known as at Remude on Twitter, off of the internet to come and meet me. I had to take I had to take a while to get that happening. And the first one I didn't come along with her, I don't think. Because I remember you telling me about Phil coming. Yeah, her husband came to make sure I wasn't a crazy and I don't think he did a great job because No. He didn't he didn't pick up on any of your crazy. Pretty full on. (laughs) But you guys didn't meet for ages no, because I, so. I just traded you off so you could have lives. I'm like, well, I'm going to do this podcast every week, but you guys don't have to give up your weekends all the time. So sometimes CJ will do it, sometimes Kate will do it. It wasn't until like Christmas or into the new year that I was like, hey, guys. Well, we had a bit of a, a baby shower for Sonia, I think. Yes. And we, we had we had iced coffee and donuts. <laughs> I can't remember what it was do, for. But, but Do you mean for Kate, though? Did you say Sonia on purpose or by accident? No, no, I meant on purpose. I oh. think Sonia was leaving and Kate wore the caftan. Yeah, because Kate was pregnant with baby Madge. She was, she was. At the time. But you know, guys, baby Madge is nearly three. Yeah. <laughs> and also I love that you wanted to um, trade us off so we could have a life. Although both of us are more than happy to talk about neighbours <laughs> at any point. <laughs> but, you know, you, I, well, I want a life for you. I want better for you, CJ. <laughs> And actually, we've got Kate um, couldn't do today because I hadn't done my homework of watching Neighbours, so I had to move the day. Yeah, she's away at the beach, but her daughter, Baby Madge, actually sent us a voice memo. Oh, so we can hear from her now. I love Neighbours. So, do you think that Baby Madge says Neighbours or Neighbours? I would like to think both. I think she was shooting for I love Neighbours. I think that's her review of. The week that just went to air. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I think we can, in our promotional material, we can probably use it as I love neighbours if we want. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Thanks, Madge. <laughs> now, I feel like we have barely had a Christmas New Year break, CJ. I'm so excited that Neighbours is back. So, all of last year and most of 2016, I had a small child that didn't want me to watch Neighbours at 6.30. Why is that? It was for various reasons. Sometimes it was because he was a tiny baby and needed to be fed, much like baby Gabe. And then more recently it's just been like he's hungry at that time or just, you know, he doesn't want me to do me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now he doesn't care. So I can live tweet. I saw you live tweeting. I mean, I'm not great at it, but no. I can still do it. I'm, t- I'm cutting that out because yeah. it doesn't matter. You know how many mediocre people out there That's true. think they're great? You just put and a hashtag neighbours on the end yeah. of it. It's live tweeting. doesn't matter. I have gone back to a full-time job at the minute. I'm freelance, so I do contracts that change all the time. At the Mm. moment, it's a full-time one till April. 
and I've made a decision about neighbours to make it a bit easier because mm. I was dreading it coming back because I'm like, I need more of a break, I need more of a break, it's too much work, it's too much work to wash every night and take notes. But also you know that it's never going away again. It's never. Now. Yeah, yeah. And Kate put that gif up of like neighbours is never having a holiday again and the guy with the like wires coming out of his head. Yeah. Fused to the TV. I'm like, I can't, I can't cope. So to make it a bit easier on the workload, instead of recapping every damn episode of the week, we're just going to do a deep dive mm. on one standout episode. Yep. And we can thread through details from the other days. So what you're trying to tell me is I don't talk, have to talk about Shane t- teaching his daughter sign language at all. <laughs> you don't have to, although I thought that was so sweet. I thought it was sweet, but I could have done with one thing. <laughs> Get back to baby napping. Kidnapping. Oh, baby napping. Um, get, well, you know what? A baby napping might be more interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, I um, see, I really loved Puffy's Auslan. No, actually, I'm not into Puffy teaching Auslan. I'm into the girls working it out for themselves, Kersha yeah. and Yashvi. Or like a teacher. Yeah. Coming in and teaching. I, but, but I love how the girls playing through the arc of Kersha having lost her hearing because of the fireworks mm. until – it miraculously comes back when she, I don't know, hears Ben play the guitar or something. Oh, yeah. It'll be Ben, won't it? Yeah. Mm. And then she'll have a crush on him. And mm. Anyway, we don't have to talk about that. No, we don't have to talk about it. Or the guy hurting his back. We have to talk, we have to talk about the guy hurting his back because that's my friend. You know, I liked him and I'm happy you were <laughs> friends with him and I like his presence. Yeah. But, like, I just don't need, need – I don't have time for that storyline. We don't need the backing. So – the, that guy, the Bacter, is Ash Williams, yeah. who plays Rory, who was Aaron's ex-lover, and they had a little rendezvous in Paris. Now, that doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is that I used to work with Ash at a radio station mm-hmm. in Melbourne called Nova, and Ash and I were on air, like on the weekends, we were casual announcers on the weekends, and okay. he we, he was working on the street team, and I was assisting the breakfast team, and we, he was, we had such a great camaraderie, and... So when you say street team, does that mean that he had a ute full of goodies and I would go there? Yeah, and he'd give stuff out and he'd host events and like give yep. prizes out to people. And yeah, so he was personable. Very personable and just like the loveliest guy, mm-hmm. like such a good guy. So I'm having a great time watching because he's not a, like he, he doesn't have an acting background. Mm. It's, he came from radio and he's picked up a whole bunch of stuff overseas and he's kind of a jack of all trades and he's just getting it done. Yeah. And also one of the parts of his role that's quite important he's fulfilling, which means he is hot. <laughs> which is weird because we always had like a – he's like a brother, I which want, I always thought was bullshit when – you know when people have platonic straight friends and like yeah. he's like my brother, but no, he really is like, like a, a brother. brother. Well, he's hot. <laughs> and Gross. I don't know if he's gay uh, – sorry, the character. I don't know if he's gay or straight or bi. Yep. I want him to be bi. I don't know if we've had a bi man because – all the women would like a piece of him. Yeah, like Ellie. I think all the girls, Ellie and Amy, were kept forgetting <laughs> that yeah. he was Aaron's ex. <laughs> yeah, they were like, hello. <laughs> um, so they'd like a piece of him. Mm. Um, he's also suggested that him and Aaron teach David the way of <gasps> things together. <laughs> so I'm like, polyamory. Let's all get together, he says, and do some yoga in a hot room. <laughs> okay. Yeah. See, that's an example of the sort of tangents we can go on without having to go, let's talk about the the four ways that Ash, Rory, hurt his back. Yeah. In a second, we'll tell you which episode we chose because that was an event in itself, deciding that. 
before we do that, one of our dearest friends of the show, Alison, at crafty underscore Alibobs on Twitter, summarised 2017 for us. <laughs> Are we going to hear it all at once? It's on paper, so we will talk through oh, her wow. summary. Oh, we're reading out loud like we're in classroom. Ah! See how excited I am to get home, to have received Alison's homework and CJ's like, oh, <laughs> we're going to have a lesson. <laughs> I don't I can't read out loud. Okay, all right. How about I talk you through the, the main storylines and you can do the ceramic pigs. Okay, cool. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> See, this is another reason why I had to make some adjustments because I was so stressed I couldn't even think about neighbours over the holidays. And Alison's like, I'm bored. Do you want me to oh, summarise 2017? I'm like, I would love nothing more than you to do that. I must admit I made some notes. I've never made notes, guys. I talk about it every time and, and I made notes. but um, And they're highlighted and I'm so thrilled. Yeah, and I've got a, like a general feeling one at the top, a couple of stars. I've got a list here. We're gonna, can I, I'll put that on Facebook and Twitter. I'll take some photos okay. of your notes. I tried to make that cursive. It didn't really work out. But <laughs> anyway, the thing that I had to do, though, was get the Channel 10 website up on my phone because yeah. I couldn't remember any of their names. Serious? Yeah. Well, I mean, not no. I could remember some of them, but I'm like, Tanakas. What are their first names? <laughs> I don't remember. I went days before I thought, is Shane or Becky still in this? <gasps> I forgot to say where we were, by the way, and it's. I didn't actually say that we are broadcasting from the brand new Pirate Net Studios in my new new my new place. Which is? In West Waratah. Mm-hmm. And the reason I just remembered is because it just started raining. Yeah. It's, and it's yeah, loud. We get rain out here, hey? <laughs> it's real loud. Yeah. I think it's actually like uh, this is probably quite solid rain. I hope they can hear it, the, the people in England. Yeah. And they know that it rains here. In what month are we? It's January. Yeah. Summer. The other day it was 40 degrees. Basically Melbourne is kind of like Alley. We're a hot mess. <laughs> You know, we spend some days at 40, 45, then the rest in the rain. And yeah, it's 20 degrees and raining today. So um, even if you're coming here, I'm in shorts and a t-shirt, but like if I'm going outside, I'll put a cardigan in the car. So I went out this morning and was sweating. Yeah. Yeah. So good luck out here, tourists. Yeah. Good luck. It sounds like the ocean, I've got to say. Yeah, it's calming. And this, if you can hear rain, Brits in the background is a constant reminder that you can never trust the Erinsborough summer no. in Melbourne because that's where we are. 2017 recap. We had Dee and the surrogacy drama, Toadie going to London and Sonia busting him doing the deed mm. with D fake D real D fake D on Skype. See, to me, almost the whole year was that. Yeah, yeah. It and went the whole year pretty much. Right up until finale. Because, mm. I mean, Toadie and Sonia got back together, mm. like officially, officially. Yeah. At the end. So they didn't even have a proper Kennedy-style divorce, which I was hoping for. That would have been good. Callum visited and Mm. if you've been up to date with your neighbours. He also visited us. For a very long time. For a week and a half. (laughs) I think he's actually still – I don't think they've put new tenants in my old apartment and I think Morgan Baker is still in there. Yeah, he might be. Eating some donuts maybe. And CJ, I do apologise. Kate and I were off our – gourds and we did not give you much room to breathe let alone speak to poor morgan i, I was fine um, by the way when i say he was eating donuts it's because we had morgan donuts 
Your bistro Morgan, we had yeah. I Uber Eats. So I was, I was a hot mess because I was nervous. Yeah. Because I was like, we've got to make sure that we get this kid out of here in a prompt manner yep. so he can go live his life. But as you said before, like he didn't want to go live his life. No. He wanted to do Neighbours. He wanted to talk to us about <laughs> Neighbours. And Kate was just excited because sometimes I think she forgets that the people in the TV don't live in there. And that, like, they haven't seen every episode of Neighbours. <laughs> Although, Morgan was pretty up to speed. He was, yeah. And I've got another hour of bonus footage. Wow. That I've got to drop at some point. No, I just thought it was fun because, you know what, he loved the show. He loved his experience on it. It was all positive. There was no, um, you know, negative vibe from being a teen star. Yeah. Him, you know? Yeah, it was lovely. It's, yeah, it's like he'd just done an apprenticeship. and Yeah. yeah. And then he thought, oh, I'm going to make films now. Great. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing a film by him. Except, Morgan, it's going to be a pretty dull memoir if you're not very controversial and um, That's true. edgy. You better go, like, steal some cars or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, make it about someone else, maybe. Shoebecue. We had Mark and Steph oh, yeah. barbecuing Sonia's uh, espadrille wedges so mm-hmm. she wouldn't get done for driving into the backpackers. Yeah, being a drunk driver. Yeah. Knocking over a bookcase, remember? She knocked over a yeah. bookcase. We've got Amy and Leo's romantic getaway and um, then we find out they were brother and sister. I guess we must have at the getaway. During the getaway. Yeah. Yeah. They stormed in and said, don't sleep together. And they were like, just like they were like, like there was clothes are about to come off. My movement's a little different. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. Your pantomime movement is obscene. Yep, it is. So, yeah, they'll write pre-peno and then, hey, no, your siblings. Alison has put here, how many times did Amy move house? Which is a great question. She just sort of bounced around the same three, didn't she? She became a backpacker, I think. Oh, man. I've moved twice in two years and it was an ordeal, I'll tell you that. You know what really upset me this week? For some reason, they have reference to the fact that Gabe lives at a house by yeah. putting a change table in it. <laughs> just sort of a random travel one too, not like a wooden one. Anyway, so there's one in Teresa's living room, which is an awesome place to change a baby, just in the living room. Although I've watched a lot of organisational videos on YouTube Mm. and some people don't even, they dispense with the change table and they just pop a mat down anywhere. Yeah, they do. Because minimalism is in and you don't need excess furniture. You just get a mat and put it down wherever. I totally agree, but like they're getting up and down is is tough on the elderly. Oh, yeah, true. And as more and more people are having babies older. Gigantor's elderly, so, <laughs> you know, um, but so am I. So, um, but also, but they've popped one in the backpackers next to uh, Jack's bed. And I'm like, next to Jack's bunk. Can he not have the child there, please? Like, remember when, who who ate marijuana tea? I mean, oh, that's one of Alison's points. Yeah, well, someone did that. She's filed it under Piper's Year, which has its own section. Oh. Special tea that Paige drinks. Paige. <laughs> yeah. Because they were worried he was going to harm the baby. They were worried. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the baby could drink this. You know, like, anyway, I just don't think You know what? This is what's happened. Paige drank that special tea and the side effect was giving birth to an adult. Yes, that must be what it is. You know how smoking stunts the growth? (laughs) Get on special teas. (laughs) Really accelerates it. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do anything. Now... Paige's year, pretty succinctly summarised. Paige pregnant. David the father. Not the father. father, father former father was the father. Drab and Lauren leave. Paige gives birth in a barn. And this is Piper's year. It's Hecker's. Typer run away because everyone hates them. 
live in a backpackers with no money for pasta or books, <laughs> special tea, the feud with T-Bone, the Tanak Packers car crash, internet trolling, police raid, Hamish medals, and then Piper kidnapped and shipwrecked, which results in PTSD. Her dad moves away with his new wife. Her mum starts dating and gets remarried within a few months because cancer, uh, or is about to get married. And she thinks Paige is pregnant for a while with her boyfriend's baby. <laughs> like, because she thought Tyler had knocked Paige oh. up. Also, <laughs> you just live in there, her mum had cancer. Of like, course. But yeah. And she was the primary carer. I mean. And she was doing year 12 and her boyfriend was being a dick during her final exam. Uh, you know what? Even if she hadn't been shipwrecked, she deserves post-traumatic stress from just the year. Oh, my God. I would have post-traumatic stress from not being able to afford pasta. Oh, man. Can you imagine if she was gluten-free? She'd be screwed. I eat pasta all the time, by the way. They do very good gluten-free pasta. But isn't it? It's more expensive. Oh. It's double the price. Oh, it stacks more expensive. So if she couldn't afford Aldi pasta, what was she going to buy? They've probably got gluten-free at Aldi. It's probably really good. They do. It's good. It has no gluten. Evil Finn, a.k.a. Millsy. Oh, Millsy. Showbiz, showbiz is Millsy. Oh. The new Rebeccas arrive. With their inventions, a.k.a. Rolly the lawnmower. Wild Child... And the, the pee box. Oh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Not, not enough time has passed for me to deal with the urine machine. Um, Therese has cancer. She can't stop working. Lassiter gets into trouble. Dr. Nick, her brother, has the miracle cure and then cancer is never mentioned again. The Brennans inherit a boat from their father. Mm. Hamish arrives and Aaron goes to Paris. Erinsborough's most livable suburb, despite the year Piper had. Mm-hmm. Paul and Courtney. Oh yeah, that's right. Courtney is giving secret treatments at the spa. Oh. It's just strange that you haven't filed that under Ceramic Pigs Alley, but that's fine. And Motelness Centre dramas, Wellness Centre. I don't yeah, care factor. Motelness Centre. By the way, their little noise for the Motelness Centre sounds a little bit like yours. And all the Like a musical sting. Yeah, yeah, it sounds the same. As my flame tree sting. I think it does. <laughs> CJ, I'll throw it over to you. You can talk us through the unexplained slash forgotten storylines and then the ceramic pigs of 2017. Okay, so the unexplained slash forgotten storylines is Nell's still being held back a year. Remember that? Yeah, and it's we're heading back to back to school season. Is she is she doing primary school or is she doing kinder? We don't know. She should be doing kinder because I think she was like in daycare nursery or something. Well, the, the big question was, is she going to have an extra year of kinder because she was acting up? She should. Everyone should have an extra year of kinder. It's tough work being three. How is Teresa's hair so good after clumps fell out during chemo? And did the miracle treatment totally cure her? Seems like it did. These are valid <laughs> points. The also, I think I kind of think Rebecca Almaloglu's hair is going to survive the apocalypse. Yeah, also I think when they came to her and said, you're getting cancer, she went, oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, 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 no. This hair is staying as it is. Or my miracle cancer-curing doctor brother is going to sort my hair out. Yeah, yeah. You better find a treatment where you don't lose your hair. So Ceramic Pigs, Tanak Packers launch, Warney. Warney the Warnie Wombat. Warney the Wombat. Oh, do they still have that wombat there? Because I, I don't think it's been fed in a while. They're probably keeping it in baby... Gigantor's playpen or something. Oh, man. Maybe that's what Jack's changing. <laughs> Summer school heatwave. Ned went topless, remember? <gasps> I forgot Ned was last year. 
I can't even remember who that is. I do remember a lot of topless though. That's brought me a lot of joy. Come on, you we met him, CJ. Ben Hall, friend of the show. Oh, was that Ned? I forgot that that was his actual name. It was just Ben Hall to me. Um, yeah, that he's Ben to us now. You can find our interview with him at neighbourspod.com. Yeah. Um, mud fight between Susan and Sheila. That was an awesome one. Never forget, never no. forget. Um, hot dog competition. Yeah, honourable mention there. Sausage innuendo. Yeah. Uh, Therese hates Gary's um, hairy back and cheap engagement ring <laughs> and learns the origin of the Limba Ladybird. Yeah, that was a big year. The Limba Ladybird had a really big year. Yeah. That comes up on – have we let everyone know that comes up on Google? You can, you can explain, CJ. So one of our friends, Kathy, she's a doctor. So Dr. Kathy was searching our podcast – and put in neighbours, and one of the suggested searches was neighbours limber la- ladybird, and she was then like, "What's a limber ladybird?" <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Hey guys, can you explain this to me?" And it's because the limber ladybird is one of our most popular episodes. Thanks, Google. It was our fiftieth, I believe. Oh, okay. so it's got some love on the on the internet. Yeah, and obviously people have tried to search it to find out what it is. Yeah, yeah. so double whammy. David goes clubbing and. <laughs> <laughs> isn't an exotic dancer, Dr. Aaron. Remember when Dr. Aaron um, was dancing in the doctor clothes? I, I, do, I don't. Aaron stripped in his doctor clothes. I, I can't remember that. I was At back the back on. lane bar. And exotic fruit and customs. Oh, that was a pretty that big storyline. Yeah, the Durian Allison. You are our hero. Thank you for thinking about all that. It's great to have that in our heads going in as we deal with where we left the year. Don't you love how... Last year we started it with the knock on the door. The world was our oyster. Is is D back from the dead? Yep. And then this year, same thing in a taxi. D's back. Is it D? I think it's D. I don't know because that was left unattended. That thread. Yeah. So no. Well, so there's a rumor. So people are asking who the guardian angel is. People think it's D because when Piper got swept out to sea. Can I just say that is my favourite? That is my favourite of all the musical stings. And, <laughs> and I will drop Enya in every opportunity. Yeah, yeah, so more boat scenes, please. She got swept away and someone, Guardian Angel, brought her back to shore. And as we're going to find out in the week, possibly the same Guardian Angel yeah. retrieved Gigantor. And propped him up on, on a dog blanket, it seems. <laughs> but anyway, that's fine. So... Toadie and Sonia were renewing their marriage vows on Christmas Day. Also, apparently, a um, guardian angel pulled them back to say, oh, no, Tyler helped them. But people think maybe Dee had something to do with that too. Well, I think she probably had something to do with sending them out there. Yeah. Like, I mean, who could blame Like her? releasing them from the marina. Yeah. Because they, they went on a little sea jaunt. And they left off the whodunit, the ham roast, who boiled the ham. Turns out it was kind of manslaughter and it was one of the main cast who manslaughtered him. And we've now seen Tyler doing it, like in scenes, and it's, I mean, it's really inappropriate to pick up a gnome and throw it at your father. <laughs> it's brutal. Yeah, it's, it's murderous. It was a coward gnoming. Mm. Then the big question mark is who took Gabe? That was where we left off over summer. And, well, most people assumed Gigantor, who was born... Six months ago, I've looked it up. There was an article on the 14th of June 
about how big he is. Yes, great. So um, let's go with the 12th. Yeah, so he was born in June and because I know because my friend's little baby is still a little baby Hmm. and every time I cuddle him I think Gigantor's 12 times his size. Yeah, and he's like walking. Like he's sitting up and crawling and stuff, which they don't do yet. Yeah, so the main fan theory was he got into the Lasseter's car and drove himself away to his new life. (laughs) See ya, (laughs) mum. Thanks for raising me. (laughs) You did it right. I wanted to ask you, CJ, as a parent, as the parent in the room, there's been a lot of kidnapping on finales lately with Olivia Benson's son it's, yeah, going, it's going yeah. missing. That's brought me a lot of joy because I ship Benson and Barber on SVU. Follow my Vaya Pashos Twitter for up-to-the-minute information on where I stand with that ship. Yep. Hashtag SVU. But you have been quite <laughs> distressed watching the, that kidnapping. How has the Gabe kidnapping played out in your mind? Well, it's caused... You know, like a tread to the back door to me to check how much the back door is locked every <laughs> night. Oh, my gosh. It is so frightening. The fact that she pulled the pram back and, you know, if something terrible happens to you as a parent, like the pram, you know, goes off in a road or something like that and you catch it just in time, you're like, yeah, I did it. All right. I stuffed up, but I got the yeah, pram back. It could have been so much worse. Yeah. And then she peels back the blanket and he's not there. The first time I watched it, I was probably in a bit of shock and I didn't really rate Olympia's acting mm-hmm. that much. But I just rewatched it today and I think she did an amazing job. It was quite an interesting choice she made because she did the initial scream for Gabe down the yep. street. But then the immediate aftermath, she's almost paralysed. Yes. She's just like, he, she be, like, Mark rings her. She goes, Gabe's gone. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, and he's like, what are you talking about? To the shops. <laughs> But it's quite an it was quite an impressive decision, I thought, to play it in a really kind of numb way. Yeah. And then once she knew that Gabe was alive and that she just had to get him back, I, I think I enjoyed that a lot yeah. more. Yeah. And that helped me relate to Olivia Benson as well because once she realised Noah was alive, she was a lot more subdued. Yeah. Because she was having chats with Barbara and I'm like, shouldn't you be more panicked? No, you know he's okay. Yeah, you know he's okay because yeah. the person who's got him wants him to be alive. Yes. i tell you what though, Terry... What's her What's her character name? Terry Louise. Louise. What's her? Is it Terry? It's Maria Theodorakis. Oh, okay, I thought it was Terry. No, that's your friend. Uh, Terry Siakis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's racist. It is. I was mi- mixing up the Greek people. Um, in Melbourne, that's. I mean, that's yeah, just mixing up most of the people. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of people. A lot of us. She wore high heels to um, the scene where she went to get the money. This week. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, like sensible high heels, but I don't wear high heels at all. So to me, they were like platform. I wear them at weddings. That's it. And even now, actually now I've gone flat to weddings. I will celebrate your love in flats. Thank you. I mainly wear my pink eight ups to weddings. (laughs) And I've got to say, as as a sensible um, Greek nurse... I, I didn't buy that at all. She would put the runners on for that, I yeah. would think. If you've got kidnapping to do, you pop your sneakers on. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought that was a thing. But anyway, maybe she doesn't have any because she's down to her, her last bits of clothes. And, Ham yeah. Rose took her credit card. Yeah, oh, that's true. She's and got no money He more. was pay waving up a storm. Even though he could have sold his Fitbit. <laughs> he should have sold that. Just one little detail I'd like to talk about from uh, the week in general in that is the paper flyering that's been going on. Hmm. People have been hitting up Officeworks, printing up Have You Seen Me? first-person narrative Gabe posters and Have You Seen This Woman? with Louise's face on them. So firstly, that actually put – I wrote a list of people who were going to hell 
for not looking for Gabe and actually put Ben and Anthony first. Okay, they first. Off, they offered to make posters but then sat there having a lovely coffee with what's-her-face. <laughs> Sorry, there's a, there's a child missing. And brand enthusiasm should have been making the Facebook group. Hashtag where is Gabe? Hashtag what is it? Have you seen me? Yeah. Have you seen Gabe? <laughs> yeah. Have you seen Gabe? Should have been trending. Forget your bloody vegan lasagnas. And also, Ben wasn't at the vow renewal. Tony's kind of like his brother, like cousin. Tony was like his mum's foster brother. Yeah. They're related, yeah. like in a neighbour's way. Yeah. They're related. Blood, as I learned from SVU, it's not just blood that makes a family. No, no. You can have a family anywhere. Anyway. Even if, if you're... Found families. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that, that put them at the top of the list. Can you? I would like to know. Actually, the episode we're going to talk about has is a lot of where is Gabe action. Who is your shit list for going to hell for not helping find Gabe? Well, I gave up, and the I'm going to start with his father. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's there. So Ben Zanthi, and then I wrote posters. WTF? Yeah, let's have a coffee first, and then David Leo and Amy because they're just hanging around having champagne, imagining up proposals, and it's like somebody tell them, and then they go do something, but then. I didn't have anyone else here because they actually just weren't around. Where was Therese? Where was Gary? You know, they just weren't there. It was so wrong. And where are the Queensland crew? I remember when, um, uh, what's her face? Blanda. No, the other one. Then what We like her, Piper. I remember when Piper was missing. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Therese said... Brad's got half a mind to get on a plane. Sorry, sorry, what? Half a mind. Well, he's he only has half a mind, but he he didn't get on a plane. He didn't get on a plane for his grandson. In Australia, you can do an interstate trip in a day. I often, like I've worked in offices where people have flown up and down from the Sydney office in a day. I did it once for Chelsea Handler's live show. <laughs> Two hours to get to Queensland. Mm-hmm. If you've got a factory in the airport run, which I'm really close to now, loving it. Mm-hmm. You know, three hours. You won't love it when everyone you know gets here to pick you up, but yeah. okay. Yep. <laughs> you could turn up to the airport, jump on a plane, two hours, here I am. See, the thing is, if you get here and Gabe's been found, okay, yay. Great, you give him an extra cuddle. Yeah, and then you go back. But no, Kip's too busy dancing. <laughs> Kip was never going to come. Lauren and I have, I expected better from Lauren. Auntie Amber, pull your socks up. Her kid's probably got a cold again. And not just the Queensland crew, the Singapore contingent. She sent money. To print posters. <laughs> no, no, she paid the ransom. Oh, of course. Okay, so Gina Liano's excused because she paid the ransom. What about Paige's adoptive father? Gina Liano says money, love with money. Yeah, so. that's, that's her love language. Yeah, it is. What about the adoptive brother? I don't give a shit what other roles that actor has. Oh, yeah. Write in a new Ethan because that's poor form. Or to give me a reason why she doesn't talk to Ethan. Yeah. Why is no one here for this poor woman? And why isn't it on the news? Like, also, it's Christmas Day and it's slim pickings for news stories on Christmas Day. There would be camera crews out there going... Missing baby. Christmas Day kidnapping. Baby wants to drive car and drives off. Kidnapping in the same... From the same neighbourhood that had the hot tub murder last week to last month. Like, Piper's been missing, shipwrecked. She got abducted by her ex-boyfriend. Like, this is a hot spot. There should be news there all the time. At the very least, there'd be a puff piece about real estate prices dropping in Erinsborough. Yeah. I, I just um, went to see the Three Billboards movie last night. And that, that the news reporter that's in that, she should head down to Erinsborough. So the episode we've decided to deep dive into is... Wednesday, the 10th of January, 2018. 
So CJ, you've got one thing before we launch in. So my, my son goes to daycare and there's a Rory that works at my daycare and my, my son's in love with her. Um, that's okay. A and girl Rory like Gilmore Girls? Yeah, actually, yeah, and she's quite Gilmore Girl-esque. Anyway, Aaron says Rory the same way that my son does. So when somebody is watching it next time, just have a listen. He says Rory. He's kind of got a bit of a – it's not a vocal fry. Yeah, it's cute. Like it's – the way he says it is cute. Like he's got a warmness for the person. Just have a listen because he says, Rory, Rory. Oh. Anyway. Well, speaking of names, Kate, our regular co-host, has renamed Dick Cop Dick X Cop. Because mm-hmm. we kick off Wednesday with Mark fucking Brennan turning up to do – the money drop mm-hmm. for the ransom to get baby Gabe back, mm-hmm. whom we have found out has been taken by Louise McLeod, the nurse slash girlfriend of Hamish Roach mm-hmm. slash Hammerist, who's been on the lamb. These assholes haven't involved the police. And I know that the kidnappers say don't call the police, but yeah. you're still meant to call the police. No, I don't know. I think that they were going to get Gabe back. That bunch the of ragtag bloody mishty ruined everything. We've got a voice memo about Mishti. I'll play that soon. Yeah, I'm looking forward. So, Mark, not a cop, Brennan. But Louise McLeod thinks he's still a cop, which is why she's dealing with him. Okay. And what are her list of demands? She wants $20,000, which is quite cheap. For that a child. is bug. Yeah. I'm pretty sure on the black market you get a lot more for that child. <laughs> anyway, um, and a fake passport. And instead of a fake passport... He brings $5,000 and the name of someone who might do it. <laughs> and a contact. I don't know why they didn't get – who – oh, because she's in town. It's fake D's daughter. I know, I know what you're going to say because I wrote it down. Willow. Could have made one. She was running a fake ID racket. Yep. Dickheads. And it doesn't matter how shit it is because she'll just get arrested at the airport. Yeah, it, they could have – it doesn't – she's not going to sit there analysing it. She doesn't know how to make a fake passport. No. You could just knock she's it up. She's a nurse from Adelaide. We're sitting in my new podcast room, which doubles as my craft room. Yeah, you could have probably not went up. I've got some scrap paper. Yep. And some bloody, I could emboss some shit. Yeah, put a braille on it. They've got a braille. Guys, use your noodles. But anyway, so he didn't bring the whole lot, but Louise didn't bring the whole lot either. (laughs) She didn't bring the preteen that she had kidnapped. No, she did not. I tweeted that no one in their right mind would kidnap a child that has a cold. And why, why is that? Because they'll just not sleep. <laughs> All you want is a child to sleep. So you can't, if, you, if you're a villain, you can't do your scheming at night because no. your child will be up. Plus, all she had was like a puppy um, quadrangle thingy. The playpen. Yeah, with um, like just pillows in it that are all like su- suffocation risk for actual six-month-olds. <laughs> I also want to say something from Kate's point of view because she's not here. Yes. That child's only six months old and shouldn't be in a forward-facing car seat. I just want to point that out. Oh, yeah, but isn't forward-facing, rear-facing determined by size? It's determined by judgmental parents on the internet. <laughs> Fair call. I'm one of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it's 12 months. It is, right. it is by – well, no, there is an age and there's a size. Okay, so the, the actual show would be bound by law – to have the actor in whatever car seat he legally has to be in. So I bet legally he has to be front-facing, doesn't he? Because the real actor is probably like 18 months. Oh, yeah. No, because you can buy an extended rear-facing car seat like I have in my son's oh. Baby Madge is still rear-facing. She's and, nearly three. Yeah. But you can get car seats to like four and it's safer. 
Anyway, Kay would want me to point that out. She would. She really yeah. would. Yeah. And she really gave the street – she threw them over the hot coals for not helping look for – Oh, she wasn't impressed. Gabe. And I get it. We can't have everyone on the street at the same time for scheduling reasons. But everyone should be helping. Everyone who's there should be helping. And doesn't have work commitments. And actually, it's Christmas Day slash Boxing Day. Okay. So, like, Sheila's up in Franger. Fine. But Ben but, and Xanthi came back from Freya because they didn't like the vegan lunch. Yeah. So they could actually be doing more than having blissful coffees and talking about how they're meant to be. And I call bullshit on the cousin. The cousin had all these dietary needs, dairy-free, gluten-free, Oh, the cousin. Whatever. Maybe you're that cousin. Excuse me. <laughs> I self-cater at Christmas. <laughs> Some of my cousins are like, I'm going to make a gluten-free pudding. But that, I didn't make them make gluten-free spanakopita, did I? No, no, I guess not. No. I brought my own sides. Did you know that oh, this is not relevant for anyone that listens to our show, but at Lamana they have um, the um, <laughs> the pastry. Filo. Yes. Gluten-free. I don't know if it's Filo, but it's the Genius brand. Okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah, it's in the freezer aisle. It's very helpful. And uh, you know what I would do? I would self-cater and make my own spanakopita. Yeah. So that's a stupid excuse for them to come back from Frankston. And it's not like the vegan paleo cousin. You know what, though? It's actually not the person who has celiac that doesn't self-cater. It's the person that's pretending. Yeah, it's the blogger, the Instagram influencer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's who says, I'm actually a vegan raw food. So we're going to have a nut loaf instead of a turkey. Yeah, it's that person. And you better make it. Yeah, it's that person. <laughs> so, like, Sheila would have had a potato salad and some cold meats. So, really, yeah. they would have been fine. We're at this money drop, which is just really isn't – it's still, like – half a kilometre away from where the kid was, like, taken. I'd say so, yeah. So just pick, pick a different spot maybe. But Paige and former father have – they're at each other's throats in the car because Paige wants to do whatever Mark says as her boyfriend and policeman slash whatever. And former father as the doesn't really care, distressed father, couldn't – doesn't – is acting like someone's lost his keys. Well, you know how I don't like him? I've gone and looked at Instagram again. No. And he's just had a child. Ugh, damn it. And his wife, I think from what I can tell, his wife has children from a previous relationship and it also looks like he's a great stepdad. Damn it. And they just bought a minivan because they've got too many kids. Well, do you know what he needs to do? He needs to become a reality TV star yeah. so I can get to know the real him. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And I don't want to, I don't want to bar a fictional him. He was on my list of people who were going to hell. Well, I mean, he already is because yeah. he's a former father. But anyway, um, yeah, Jack, you're the father. We know. Like, just always, I'm the father. I'm the father. So look a bit more panicked, maybe. I mean, I guess a lot of people internalise these sorts of things. Well, I like the scenes of him praying because I feel like that's what he would do. What about the scenes of him victim blaming the mother? Actually, I have a note that I liked the blaming because I think that new parents take any opportunity to blame each other about anything. <laughs> for example? For example, I didn't get enough sleep. You got more sleep. Yeah. You've been drinking. How dare you drink on the night that maybe he's going to get sick? Like, how dare you not know that in advance? You uh, let him sleep in. That's all your fault why he didn't nap when I needed him to. Just anything. It's <laughs> always the other person's fault. And this is always also where it comes in when it's your son or my son. Uh, yeah. Actually, we did it when the cat broke his hip. Yeah, it was your fault. I was like, did you leave the window open? Yeah, straight away. Yeah. Do it. yeah. So you bet your bottom dollar, if my son had been kidnapped, it would be all my husband's fault <laughs> in my head. So I enjoyed that. But I thought that um, Dick X-Cop did a really great job 
at just copying whatever Jack said to him. Right. He was, let's get down to business because we're not going to fight about this now. Yeah. And he was like, whatever, just yell at me. Like, I'm just going to keep going with finding your son. That's a great point. So what do you think that he should have done when there was no baby at the drop? Dick cop or? Yeah. Um, having never been a former police officer. Yep. I got no idea. Mm-hmm. I would have been with former father calling the fuzz. Yeah, okay. Goody two shoes. Yes, because yeah. the, they're the <laughs> lawmakers. They uphold the law and they look after us. Yeah. Well, at the very least, I'd get a beefy person, get Aaron Brennan down, some, get a bit of muscle in. The other thing that Louise demands is immunity. Like, no, Dick Cop offers her immunity like she's going to be on Survivor. Also, I just don't understand why she think Like, just run. She was missing anyway. No one was arresting her for killing um, the dad. What, what do we used to call him? Pa Brennan. Pa Brennan. No one was arresting her for that because she was missing. Why come back and steal a baby? And don't come back for 5G. $5,000. No, $20,000, 25 Yeah, but is that all that um, Rich Giannoliano sent from Singapore, 5K? No, no, she sent 20 and 5 So what did they give old mate on the day? What did they give Louise on the day? A bag full of $20,000 20, and 5000 to buy the fake passport, but they didn't have a fake oh. passport. <laughs> right, yeah, okay, so $25,000 and a phone number. Yeah, and a phone number of a guy that maybe will make a passport. <laughs> That, I think that's my favourite detail. <laughs> um, Are we useless? We, we've got this bag of money. <laughs> I'll give you my contact list. Um, Maybe they did a contact drop from their iPhone. You know, I'll airdrop you, yeah. this guy. Or 15-year-old girl. Then, of course, Paige, the distressed mother, bolts from the car. She can't contain herself. She sees that Gabe isn't there. She runs at Louise. Like, give me back my son. And mm-hmm. then the cops descend because mm-hmm. former fathers tipped them off. And Mishti appears with a full face of makeup. I don't know about that. So apparently she's running the police station now. Yes. We'll see. We didn't see the senior sergeant till the end of the week, who I spent an evening with at a Christmas caroling party. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but so she must have been at that Christmas party. Yes. When- <laughs> yes. We were caroling. Yeah. Kath Gordon as Sergeant Lake, who we didn't see for ages. So this is the SWAT team's there. The SWAT team. The SWAT team. Descends. The squat team. Yeah, maybe they've come from the shed. <laughs> um, but like in American shows, the FBI get involved when there's a taken child. Apparently, no. Just the errands for our police yeah. come. Now the fa- the AFP. They're on um, annual leave, pu- public holidays. Yeah, <laughs> they get federal holidays. Yeah. yeah. Now we're back at the cop shop, dimly lit. Mm. Mishti is questioning Mishti, who's recently come back in as a constable. Yeah. Who the reason she's come back in is they didn't have enough women. Remember? Yeah, they like, because they character assassinated the main one, Detlez. Yeah, they did. But, like, they basically said, oh, you're a woman, you should come back. And, like, let's forget that she has a, a past where she had a massive stress being a police officer. Her fiancé got killed. She's been on stress leave. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think she got a good payout, too, from the cops. Because she mean, keeps throwing it around on business ventures. Once you get a payout from the cops, you leave. You don't come back. No. They don't want you to come back. That's why they gave you all the money. That's why Elliot Stabler hasn't come back to SVU. I'm really – I've got a lot of thoughts on SVU. Yeah, you do. Please tweet me. I need to discuss SVU. Have you seen this week's though? You, the thoughts aren't about that. Some of them are. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Because he was – Barbara went to her apartment twice yeah. and they had scotch in the evening and he didn't have his tie on. 
Please tweet me. I have thoughts. I just never even picked up on that. Are you kidding? I'm going to show you the scene as soon as we start recording. <laughs> and at the okay, she had his scotch in her apartment. Mm. What about her boyfriend? Have they broken up? Tucker, yeah, that he they broke up a year ago. Oh, but they went to Paris. Yeah, sometimes people go to Paris, like Aaron and Rory. Uh huh. And I love how Aaron keeps. Aaron was reminding me of this terrible, terrible movie called Forget Paris. And I don't really remember what happened except Julie Kavner's in it and she voices Marge Simpson. And she keeps saying in the movie, forget Paris. (laughs) And that kept running through my head every time Rory's like, we hung out in Paris. And Aaron's like, shut up. Forget Paris. My boyfriend doesn't know. I hate when people like on Neighbours, like I would like to say soaps, but I guess Neighbours is the only one I watch, have to keep a stupid secret. Ugh. Like, just tell your boyfriend I ran into my ex in yes, Paris. Okay, yeah. Let's relationships one on one. Yeah. Like, I mean, <sighs> I had something over the holidays. I decided to read through some old Facebook messages. And, like, that's always fun. It is really it's fun. It's really fun. I mainly find out I don't reply to people, and I think I do. Anyway. <laughs> um, but, like, I read, like, an ex boyfriend's one and just told my husband. Yeah, that's, like, that's a, thrilling. Yeah. I was like, look what I said to this person yeah. five years ago or whatever. Yes. No big deal. Exactly. And you're just like, people are people. Yeah. And Even if, if they're hot people. Yes. And if you did, if there was a spark, all the more reason to talk to your partner and go, hey, I had these confusing feelings. Good point. Alone in the hotel room. But I saw my ex. He's a lot taller than you. Yeah. I want to talk about it. But you are a smart, cute doctor. Yes. Who has no dancing skills. We've learned that. And that's fine. Yeah, that's true. I have no dancing Different skills. Different strokes. <laughs> we'll do a sidebar about them in just a moment because they're coming up. But we're in the cop shop. And that's where Louise finds out that Mark's not a cop. So the deal's off. The immunity idol is back in the sand. But why doesn't Mishti give the woman immunity? <laughs> why? There's a tod- there's a, a small infant out there. That's right. Because at this point, we still don't know where Gigantor is. Because nobody, I don't think anyone has the right to give anyone immunity. Like, it's a stupid made-up thing. No, it's not like the ADA, Barbara. It's like the lawyers are coming in, going, no. make, cutting a deal. No, they're definitely not coming to Erinsborough on their Christmas break. So there's a line that she says, and CJ, you've had some experience, work experience in a prison, in a women's prison. I want to ask you. Yep. Because Mishti does, this is a common law and order thing as well. She does, Mishti gives, the, gives her the old, she's doing good cop, bad cop, but it's oh, yeah. just her. Yeah. So she's Jekyll and hiding into good cop, bad cop. And she says to Louise, do you know what happens to people in prison who have harmed children? If I were you, I'd start talking. Do you know what happens to people in prison who, who yeah. hurt children? Yeah, they get put in protection. That's what happens. (laughs) They go to a special unit that has its own fence behind a fence. Um, So I'm just – because I'm guessing typically that's a trope that's used with men in prison. Women too? Much worse in the women's prison. Wow, fascinating. So I will point out that Carl Williams was in protection when he was murdered, so it's not always going to protect you. Um, But – Women will be much harder on women than hurt, okay. that hurt children. So valid point, but... Um, they're fine with husband killing. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. But they're in there with the dogs, which are the people that dob. Oh, I was picturing sniffer dogs. Yeah. Well, they're probably there too. <laughs> um, but that's what would have happened to Louise. Actually, you know what? For kidnapping, I don't think it would have. I think she just would have got beaten up. And she would have said, I didn't hurt the kid. He's in a playpen. Yeah. And then she would have given them some cigarettes and everything would have been. Yeah. Okay. And they would have gone, okay, cool. Um, he had a cold. I gave him some medicine. Oh, good. Yeah. And then the, she would have said, I was out to get the, the, the cop. 
and they yeah. would have gone. Oh, 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 okay, yeah. And, and half of them would have been there because of Brennan and they'd be like, <laughs> oh, bloody Brennan. And they're all innocent. Yeah. Because <laughs> Brennan gets it wrong. Also, yeah. I'm really confused about why the people that are policing aren't police and why the police don't want to be policing until later and I'm just – Oh, the you shouldn't be there. Yeah. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed Mark this week. Mark was my favourite person this week. Oh. Um, he's not going to be my, like, citizen right. or No, anything, he's not going to be a citizen. Um, but him with the – when Mishti said, stay out of this, you're not a cop anymore. And she, he said, it's my girlfriend's child. A, it's my girlfriend's child. B, like, last week you got a new job because you were snooping around. Yeah, maybe I'm going to get my job back. <laughs> it's happened to you. Yeah. So Olympia is ready for SVU, obviously. Paige, she's ready for LA. She's got her distraught mother yep. acting down and yeah. does the old do you have kids to Louise and tries to do the feminine connection. You know, Louise, yeah. Louise, is, Louise does this sidebar into, oh, well, you know, I always wanted to but I never met the right guy. <laughs> what is with that? I'm like, honey, like you guys can have a coffee and nut that out later. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, don't worry about it. Just hook up with a priest. It's fine. <laughs> but Louise is like, nah, this is my only bargaining chip. You can't have your kid. You know what? I have a note here that Nurse McLeod just doesn't seem that bright. No. She's all like, oh, what's his face gave me immunity? That's real. No, it's not. And she only wants 20 grand and for no reason. Like, she just she doesn't seem very bright. And then suddenly she takes hold of this as being her like feminist moment where she's going to look after her now. Mm. And it's like, this is not the time. No. No. Yeah, she should have got the hell out of Dodge months ago. Yeah. And she did. And then come back. Just go steal someone else's kid. Don't steal a kid connected to the crime you're running away from. Yeah, that's a perfect kidnapping. <laughs> There's so someone many else. other kids. Someone else. Someone else's kid. With a lot of money. Like not with the second tier money, with like actual a the lot, money yeah. themselves. Yeah. <sighs> okay. The other little clue we get is Tom Bartuccio. <laughs> now, was that? The gay nurse that tried to um, hook up with David. At first I thought that was it. And then I thought it was the Tony Bartuccio dancers. So in like, it was just these camp over the top sequined dancers that would be trotted out on morning television at a moment's notice. Oh, okay. Yep. But it, that's Tony. So maybe Tom Bartuccio is related. But mm-hmm. he's the nurse unit manager apparently who put up a flyer. Again with the flyers. Yeah. Apparently Apar- it's 1997 there. Apartment for rent. I've just moved house. I've got this podcast table. That we're sitting on and the chairs we're sitting on. From the internet. All from the internet. Yeah. Gumtree, Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, that's exactly where it is. People don't – I mean, I don't put up flyers. The only thing I take a flyer from is when a lovely little cleaning lady puts up a note at the stop and I take a photo of it like, oh, this is my perfect cleaning lady, a lovely local woman that yeah. just wants to make cash. And then I never call them because it's, I can't just click on it. But at least you've – taken one ticket so that the next person goes, oh, she's in demand. Oh, yeah, that's true. I've got to rip them off, yeah. rip them off, rip them off. Yeah. Uh, but apparently Tom's apartment, Tom, Tom, John. Tom. Tom has been available for months. Nobody wants it. I mean, Erinsborough is making the news for um, murders. Yeah, that's so. true. And the nursing managers just left. But apparently heaps of nurses live in that apartment block. Oh, yeah. Do you reckon they have raging parties? 185,000%. <laughs> No one parties more than teachers and nurses. I want to watch that show and... Ali must be there all the time hanging out. I was just in my brain while you were talking trying to think about the last time I printed something en masse like that and it was about 20 signs for a garage sale we had two moves ago and then now our printer doesn't have ink, so... Yeah, mine's out of ink too. Do you reckon Ben and Xanthi want to use the school photocopier? No, they said they went to Ben's house. 
Now Susan's got to do her newsletters and she won't be able to print them. So that's the thing. They went to Ben's house to do it where Susan would have been. Carl's in UK, fine. But Susan's there. She doesn't say, I might go and look for the baby. (laughs) I know she's got MS, but she goes and does yoga. Well, yeah, we will touch on yoga. I've done yoga with Susan in my days as an extra. Yeah, maybe they need to get you back. Yeah. Because they're doing yoga again. Yeah. Another point from Wednesday that I have is that Amy has fallen in love with another gay man. Oh, Amy. Saddest bitch in Heronsboro. The saddest bitch in Heronsboro just wants to love and be loved A man came in there and looked at her once and she went, like you saw like a little thing flick in her. And then that was the moment where I thought maybe he's bi. I would love it. Yeah. Love it to him to be bi. I would also love for, speaking of bi, Steph. I ship Steph and Amy. Yeah. Maybe this is what she's been looking for and she yeah. just doesn't know. But she's really pumped because she's she's doing good for Steph. And, she, and she's on this celibacy kick and she's going to realise, need some ladies now. Also, just shit list again steph's boyfriend's child gets abducted she's in what is it shepparton oh yeah won't come back for that no it's 25 minutes on the vacuum <laughs> forgot about that all right maybe it's 45 and when tyler rings the boat our boat friends the love boat which i cannot there's one thing i do not need to discuss oh, yeah when oh. the boat comes a knocking leaving that aside tyler does not say, hey, you're, what are they all to each other? <laughs> um, your ex best surrogate. Friend. And your best friend. And your your ex uterus friend. Yeah, your yeah. best friend, your womb buddy, is going through a crisis. Who, who mothered your child that passed. Yeah. yeah. His girlfriend's son is gone. Have yeah. you seen him on the crime scene you're sailing away on? Although I did quite enjoy that scene. Although I must say it brought back some memories of high school. You know when you'd have a friend that had a boyfriend and they'd ring you and they'd kiss while you're – Oh, Oh, my God. Dead to me. I hate – I hated that so much. It's like, you know what, if you want to hash, just don't call me. just don't. We can – you're not even listening to my side of the conversation right now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it brought back a few memories like that for me. But I did enjoy that phone call because it was quite cute. It was cute and it did – now the clue that got – dug up when they get back from the boat is the Tony Bartuccio dancer coach's number and they find that on Invisible Ink. Yes, it's some sort of magic pad that's there. I don't understand. Oh, the Invisible Ink gave me a lot of joy and this leads them to the apartment. Which is basically just a sorority for nurses. <laughs> yeah, I am there for that and show. It was it was a studio apartment because the bed was in the um, room. I'm pretty sure it was also the storage facility that um, Paige kept all the stolen goods at. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it might have been the same. And it had a little kitchenette with some lovely splashback, I thought. Yeah, yeah. That, look, I mean, I'm happy for Tom <laughs> and his apartment. And the fact that he's not really desperate to get ten, gets to sublet it. It must be cheap. Yeah, or he's just, as nurse unit manager, that he's got a pay bump or something. Maybe it's included in his package and he's only on leave, so. Oh. But also, like, it's been a, quite some time since he left and he, he's got no interest. He's just put up one poster there in the in the um, reception at the hospital. I mean, even, did you notice when they put up the posters, they put like a metre and a half between each one? <laughs> no. Every time they're putting up the gay posters, they're like putting it like, 
you're doing one wall there and I'm doing the other wall. So really they're both in your eye line. But also like if you were standing in the middle of this room, you don't need one on each wall. Yeah, no. You know, get out and look for the child. Stop putting posters everywhere. Tell me what the minimalist people on YouTube wouldn't have been down with the posters. No, you start with social media. Mm -hmm. My brother, here's a story about the Pashas family. Yeah. (laughs) God, they're weird. On Facebook, I see these two blurry pictures of a Pomeranian. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm like, okay. Didn't think that's how that sentence would end. They look a little bit like my sister's dog. Yep. Hugo. But they are terrible photos. Yep. It's hard to say. Yep. And then my brother writes on Facebook, uh, missing dog near Noble Park. Uh, has anyone seen him? And I'm like, jumped onto the messages straight away. I'm like, what's going on? We need a better photo of the dog. What's happened? Yeah, and he got said, a hashtag, yeah. He said, my dad, our dad took the dog to some friends to look after for the weekend. I don't know why. Yep. My sister must have been at her boyfriend's house. I go to Stellano. He said, dad's told her. I'm like, sure. What's with the shit photos? Yeah. So I've jumped onto Instagram. Get her some Instagram photos. Found yeah, a beautiful yeah. picture of Hugo, sent it. And my they're weird with this dog. Like it's not like a beloved member of the family. It is, it is an animal that resides with them. And so my brother puts out this Facebook horrible thing and I'm like posting new good photos of the dog. And then he's like, hang on. He's, he had a hit. He's like, hang on. i got to go. Someone thinks they've seen it. I'm like, what? I guess I'll message you in an hour. Hour. An hour goes by. And by the way, has SVU put their episode out yet? Like, you, like <laughs> ripped you know? from the headline. Yeah, yeah. And meanwhile, my sister hasn't posted anything. So I'm like, this is weird. She doesn't know. So a couple of hours go by. I check in with my brother. Where's Hugo? He goes, found him. Thanks for the, letting me know. The Facebook yeah. sharing worked. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I shared it on a Facebook group. Yeah. Within an hour, someone had spotted the dog. It was a 40 degree day. Oh. He was thirsty on the side of the road. They took him in and gave him water. Of course they did. That's what happens. What I'm saying is the power of the social media yeah. viral marketing. Because the person with the dog in the house, they're not out looking at posters. <laughs> no. Slash the people who have been kept up all night by this crying baby in the apartment next door. They're probably trying to get some sleep. They're probably not yeah. out looking at posters. So the next morning I get an alert on that thread with the dog. My sister going, are you serious? <laughs> she had not been looped in on any of this. <laughs> Much like Gabe's grandparents. Yeah, no, they, they've not been made aware. So end of Thursday is when Gabe's found, I think. That's right. He wanders back. Yeah. By a guardian angel. But so, and then Paige decides she's going to go up to Queensland. And present her child. She's going to drive to Queensland because Gabe has croup. It's going to take four days. Yeah. And particularly in a forward-facing car seat, that's very dangerous. And I use hyperbole a lot on this show, but it literally takes four days to drive from Melbourne to Queensland. Yeah, it's a big, big damn country. (laughs) And she's going to have days that are raining and days that are 45 degrees. And days where Gabe might need, like, he might want to run around and play in a park for an hour. And Um, Now, just to illustrate this point. Maya will include in the episode a photo of an actual six-month-old child. Yes, a baby Angus, CJ's baby. Yeah, and he's big in this photo because he's big. So if Gabe was a big child, yes. that's what he would have looked like. Lovely. Yeah, not one sitting upright. No. Yeah. Gabe looks like Angus now. How yeah, old's Angus does. now? He's 21 months. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to put – yeah, we'll put side, we'll do side by side. Gigantor's back. Hallelujah, no one knows who's popped him back on the doorstep. Yeah, and to be honest, they don't care. No. 
no gives a shit. Mishti cares, but that's it. But now Mishti's back on the old crime. Mishti's like, hang on, who changed the records in the ho- in the hotel? Mishti, it's over. You know what? Often police get that thing where people say, can you go and solve the real crimes? <laughs> Actually, forget about Paul and his fiddling with the books. That's barely a crime. Barely. People knew that was going to happen. And he went to jail for a fake thing. So he's, he's yeah. had penance. Things are even for him. What did you have some other comments about Mishti that you were going to say? Let's let's listen um, to our memo first. Yeah, the memo is called Moaning Mishti. It's mm-hmm. from beloved friend of the show, Spicy Ben. Awesome. Happy New Year, neighbors. It's Spicy Ben calling in, inspired by the morniest, miserablest character ever to set foot on Ramsey Street, and that would be Bloody Mishti. Honest to God. No one has given me the rage so much as she has of late. To the point where I'm literally screaming at the screen. Like, she barges into the penthouse in her own, like, little, like, morning way. Starts interrogating Paul. She's not in bloody uniform. It's a night. She hasn't got a warrant. And she's just being... Completely rude. I was like, Paul, just lob her off the balcony. Jesus Christ, do us all a favour. She's the worst police officer in the world. We thought Mark was bad, but bloody hell. Old PC Misery Guts has just blown him out the carpet. He's practically, you know, on track to get a bloody gold star badge for Policeman of the Year. I've just never known anyone be such a nosy, miserable, mourning myrtle of a character. Please, God, put me out of my misery. Anyway, Happy New Year. Them's fighting words calling her a worse policeman than Mark. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I tell you what, I'm totally with Spicy Ben. Ever since she became a police officer again, she is so annoying. Obviously, the endorphins of exercising did really great things for her mm. and she should go back to that. I actually re- did really enjoy her running the gym yeah i thought that was a perfect outlet for her energies so firstly mark when he was a police officer back two weeks ago Mm. um always wore like his bulletproof vest always yeah there's actually a small problem um it's not comfortable for women the vest um and they need to make new ones anyway um, is that a real fact it's a real a real real fact um She's not wearing it. Can she put it on and be part of the social dialogue, please? She's just wearing like a skin-tight police officer thing, like a skivvy. She actually, you're right. She looks like a police officer dressed up for Halloween. Yes, ridiculous. And she has, for some reason, been put in charge. She doesn't know any of the new rules or protocol. She probably doesn't even know how to use a gun anymore. No, she knows how to use that. That was her problem. Um, Anyway, she's ever since she's gone, been back, she's now like in charge of the police officer. Yeah. She's in charge of a kidnapping thing. She's probably got no experience at that at all. No. And she keeps telling Mark what to do. And he's like, honey, I've been a cop for longer than you. And she should, there should be a supervisor there. I think there was an NS um, cop in the, a non-speaking role in the police station with her during the interview. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, I think there was. Pay someone, like you paid the, con- the hot concierge to have a line. Okay. Detective What's-His-Face was around for ham roast all the time. Yeah. What, he can't come back yeah. for this? Speaking of hot concierge, he had one of my favourite lines of the week. Are you a cop? I'm confused. I thought you were a personal trainer. Get that guy back. Yeah. W- well done. Let's do a sidebar now over to the Tanakas mm-hmm. because earlier in the week, David, oh my God, 
David had an idea over Christmas lunch to propose to his boyfriend of a few months and went, to hell with it, let's do it. Yeah. So David, this is his first um, relationship. I think, to be honest, I think it's his first relationship. Not just with a man. I don't think he really had one with a woman. Yeah. So he doesn't know how to do relationships apparently. Yeah. And I'm, look, I've only ever had one relationship. I had it twice. Yep. But I've had one and I had dalliances, which is a like great time. Sidebar. But uh, I also don't think you'd go proposing to anyone <laughs> after a couple of weeks. Well, only Raul Esparza, a.k.a. Rafael Barber on SVU. But <laughs> I proposed to him yesterday. Yeah, and I still sometimes second guess myself. In, in the relationship. Like, we've been together, like, eight years now. And yeah, like, I'm still new to this. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, I don't yeah. know how girlfriends do things. And you're like, but then sometimes you realise it's just how I do things. Yes. And like, I'll just do what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, he pops on the angel wings. Yeah. Goes down to the lake. Which he keeps in his bedroom, apparently, mm-hmm. those angel wings. Yep. And? I, I, I enjoy that they've already brought props in. Yeah, I mean, hey, look... You do you. Yep. Yep. Non-commercial music was playing from the iPod dock. Aaron's in the middle of a crisis. Yeah. And one brother is done for manslaughter. The other one's lost his job but has to go find his girlfriend's kid. Mm-hmm. There's a lot on. They're all, also their boats out to sea. <laughs> um, like there's so much happening oh, on um, the street. Now, massive news right before Christmas in Australia. Mm-hmm. The government passed the bill to legalise same-sex marriage. Yes. It was a big – it was a fraught 2017 for a lot of people. Yeah, it was. Not just in the LGBTI community but with their loved ones as well mm-hmm. and with any human decent person mm-hmm. that <laughs> was frustrated at the government for not sorting this out sooner. Yes. And it was a huge triumphant moment and it was – it's a big deal now. And same-sex marriage is happening now. Yeah. The other Like there's photos on the internet of beautiful – Brides and grooms marrying each other and it's wonderful. It's amazing. And proposals and lovely things are happening. Lovely. And it's lovely, yeah. So great. And the world continues to turn. Yeah. And one of the reasons it was so bad was that it opened a floor for debate. It suddenly made people's identities a debatable issue that yes. made them subject to hate speech. Yeah, it was awful. It, and it was okay for people to discuss the personal lives of other people yeah when it was well, I mean, it never has been it had nothing to do with anybody yeah so of course there was a lot of chatter online like oh now david and aaron can get married and that was really sweet and it was one of the writers of the show paul um gutside mindless monkey on twitter had tweeted one of my favorite comments of the week and yeah. that was that when they were talking about marriage they had to cut out a line i think it was the amy scene where they were talking about aaron and david possibly getting married one day and they had to cut out the line and said well it's not legal yet and he's never been so happy to see some material get cut as that line. And it was just this joyous, wonderful, beautiful bit of trivia. It and so great. And now they can just talk about it. But CJ, you had some issues with how it all played out. Yeah. So one of the reasons that the debate was so bad is that people who were against same-sex marriage were able to say their point of view on why they were against it. Mm. So, you know, we've got the stupid – and I'm going to say stupid even though I don't like that word – um, arguments like, but if you make same-sex marriage legal, then people are going to marry goats. Like that's that's one of the first arguments we go to. Which is so weird. It's always a weird animal too. Like yeah. they never pick like dogs or something, yeah. you know, which would be a much better partner. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I love a goat. Yeah. Um, like you want to get a, a partner that will eat your clothes. And one of the other arguments is that it ruins the sanctity of marriage. 
which is always ridiculous mm-hmm. because there's so many divorces. So yeah. who, who's ruined it? Yeah, who's anyway. ruining marriage? You're ruining yourselves. Yeah. But the thing that I really didn't like was that the first storyline of a same-sex proposal, not marriage because they're not, they're not going to get married yet, was a ridiculous proposal yeah, that was, didn't mean anything. It was played for laughs and obviously that comes down to bad timing for the poor neighbours writers yeah, who does, were just yeah. trying to do a silly thing and then it happened to coincide with this huge political event. Yeah. And David at one point said, it was just a fun romantic way for me to let him know that I was on board. And it's, no, it's not. Like it's a serious thing. Yeah. And it's so it's a joke proposal in the end. And, yeah. th- and they said, let's never talk about it again. And so we lose, we kind of lose that the, the significance of that moment, yeah. which is no one's fault except bad timing. Yeah. Although I was a bit like grr about it. And then I thought, hey, wait a second. Neighbours does ridiculous proposals all the time. Oh, yeah. It's no different on whether it was two men, two women, a goat and a man. Yeah. Or a man and a woman. That's how it plays out on Neighbours. Yeah. People get engaged after a couple of weeks. It's it's Daniel Robinson playing the Anne of Green Gables song to Imogen. Yep, and they went ahead and got married. Yeah. Yeah. So. And they ruined the sanctity of marriage by existing. Yeah. So it was a complex journey. Yes. Although maybe they will get married one day and that'll be exciting. I, I think they're really sweet together and I, I hate this Rory trope. I I'm, I'm love Rory. Mm. I just don't like what he's doing to, no, da- but to it Darren. Might make, it might make them stronger. Um, it's not going to. It so. won't. No. <laughs> What will make you stronger is the old or the different types of yoga that Rory's qualified in oh, instructing. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, Amy says in a couple of days they're going to set up the Bikram yoga, the yeah. hot yoga. Where are they going to? How are they? Did, if, if Steph didn't plan hot yoga in yes. her motelna center, why are they suddenly going to install? What do you have to install? A sauna or something? Heaters. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but Amy can do that. Yeah. Where is her they're business? Gonna, they're going to bring in those coil heaters? I have never felt so sad as when Amy weekly said namaste to the people that were leaving their yoga class. Yeah. Because she was a strong businesswoman who a year ago was cooking up a gazebos. The handy woman. Just at a moment's notice to pay vet bills two years ago, whatever it was. You know what the thing is, is that she's saying like, oh, she's really trying to get things on track for Steph. You know what grown women don't do? Grown business women? They don't throw their business away to help out a mate who wants to just go to Shepparton and hang out with their mum. <laughs> Is it Shepparton? I've said Bendigo. that. Few, Bendigo. Bendigo. Whatever. Some other place. It's Rural not Victoria. I'm disappointed in Amy. That's usually my status quo with Amy, but I'm extra disappointed because yeah. she doesn't give two shits about yoga. No. She doesn't care. She doesn't want okay. wellness for people. And Steph left her alone to run this business and then Ash... She's hired him as an instructor and he brings her his resume on paper like when I went for my first job at the fairy shop, Wings yeah. and Wishes, and I took my resume in on paper. <laughs> what? Did you with spray the- it with glitter or something? I wrote my name in rainbow lettering. I mean, that's that's important. Um, but she didn't look at my resume. She did my numerology. Oh, okay. <laughs> and said I was a hard worker. And I said, yeah. Yeah, it's on, it's on my resume. <laughs> yep. So I had to write those letters all in different colours. So I'm a hard worker. I would like to know, is there an office works in Erinsborough that's doing a roaring trade at the minute? Yeah, there must be. Um, maybe it's a new business, you know, the, the quickie print or something. <laughs> I don't know. But Paul's probably involved if there's been some sort yeah, of spike in business. Yeah, he's throwing money yeah, around. Yeah. 
We didn't get much support this week, CJ. I'm sorry. No, we didn't. But he did try and bribe a police officer. So classic. <laughs> yeah, got it done. <laughs> Swans on in. Uh, now, that's Wednesday. Friday sucked. So uh, there were some peaks and valleys during the week. And, then I'm, and I'm glad we don't have to deal with the valleys. Um, one more thing about Ash slash Rory is he just does some alone drinking oh. at the waterhole. Like he was there having a beer staring into space. But Aaron was too earlier in the – because there's a child missing. Aaron just went st- – goes, has a beer. Just has a beer. A child that sometimes lives in the Brendan with Aaron. It's like your housemate, your brother's child. Like it is uh, – hu- Stepchild, whatever. It is human nature to fall in love with a child you see every now and then. Yes. Human nature. All right. We're going to wrap it up. Obviously, the ceramic pig story was an internet influencer oh came to God. review the flame tree and then got trolled online. Which, um, by the way, Amy became Sheila. Remember when Sheila was like a gay icon? Yeah, she became cranky granny. Yeah. yeah. So basically Amy's fair go Aussie dinkum lady. Yeah. <laughs> and now Gary's new career path is whipping up a vegan lasagna. At the, what was it? Hashtag vegan lasagna for days. That is the worst hashtag because people spell lasagna differently. Is it with an E or is it with an A? I don't know. No one cares. Like, to be honest, I'm sure it tastes terrible. It looked awful. Yeah. I was 100% there. For the peanut butter explosion. Yeah. But just like all of the ingredients in lasagna need to not be vegan. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just put a different, just have a different thing on the menu. Do an acai bowl. Yeah. Like my vegan friend doesn't listen to this podcast, so I'm just going to like blatantly bag this out because I know that she's never going to listen. Hi. Has she tried to serve you up a vegan lasagna for days? Probably. She'd probably do it well because she's Italian. I'm angry at the vegans because they take up all the airspace that us celiacs need for actual autoimmune disease reasons. Um, Yeah, those little codes should be for peanut allergy, gluten. Get your V's off of my menu. You can work out for yourself if something's vegan by asking. Or just seeing seeing that it's meat. That it's cheese. And cheese. And if they offer vegan cheese, great. But I need to know. You put it up the top. We have vegan cheese. I need to know if they've rolled out my gluten-free pizza dough on a floured bench top. Yeah, you anyway, do need to know that, don't you? I'll take this offline, this discussion. Citizen, citizen. Obviously, citizen or citizen comes from the entire week. Yes, it does. Do you have one or would you like me to start, CJ? I can definitely just throw it out there that it's Mishti and her crap policing. For citizen. Yep, obviously. She's not going to be a citizen again ever until she goes back to that but gym. But I, I kind of more blame management. It's another dark day for Erinsborough Police. Yeah, you must say. There should have been some rostering of some experienced police officers over the Christmas period. It's a danger period. Friend of the show, Sergeant Senior Sergeant Lake, Kath Gordon, mm-hmm. who I did Christmas caroling with over Christmas, I blame her. She needs to sort out her staffing. Yeah, she she had other things to do. This would not have happened under Detlez's watch. 100% not. She would have been there. You know what? If Mishti hadn't been so crap, Mark would have been my citizen. Ooh. He he really tried to find that child. Yeah, and well, no one else was. Even, no one gave a shit. Even Paige. I mean, I know she was doing very good numb acting, but put your latte down, get yeah. up and go find your kid. She had a latte constantly and she was pumping her milk, which I thought was good, but... Also, I'll tell you what, the um, exclusive breastfeeding crowd, they would have been pretty upset because Louise must have been giving that kid formula. I looked it up and I think a six-month-old needs like a feed every four hours or something. And, yeah, he should have been completely distraught. And that should be a story arc. 
him coming back in pages like, well, he doesn't want to breastfeed now because he was off of it That's all, what's all day. That's what's going to happen. Two yeah. days. Yeah. And, and she's is, been pumping and, and getting the thing still going. And what day is it? Is this the no man's land between Christmas and New Year's? Yeah. And did the kids get their school results? I'm so c- – I'm all at sea. I'm going in with a shitizen. Mm-hmm. It's Ellie. Oh. Hot mess. Yeah. Ellie. Yeah. With your celibacy packed. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Go look for Gabe. Everyone, all of the shitizens are on the shitizen list, but she's, that's your bestie slash ex-boyfriend slash. She went with Mark to find the car, but nothing by herself. <sighs> Thanks, Ali. She shat me and she shat me when she booked the influencer to review the, the flame tree, the Motelna Center, which is suddenly a restaurant again, when Amy wasn't ready. Yeah, that's not fair. But also, I looked up smart yoga pants, and they are, they do exist. Oh, I didn't doubt that for a moment. They vibrate, Ooh. so they're hella smart. Great. Yeah. Okay. Well, not inviting Dippy to Backlane Bar when Dippy was very nicely giving Amy a new dress, and also giving Amy judgy eyes for wearing the same thing twice. I mean, who even cares? Get fucked, Ellie. No judgment, because she said that she wanted to go out because she had new pants. Also, minimalism is in. You have your capsule wardrobe and you wear like – you have like a black dress that goes with everything and you just wear that all the time. Maybe Amy's got one of them. She, or she should get a convertible dress. She's probably got a flannelette one. I have no time. That brings us to Neighbours Council Business, which I've just forgot to say earlier. We'll just tack it here on the end. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Katie on our Neighbours Council Facebook group who credited me with saying Dippy should hang out with Ellie and Amy because yeah, yeah. they're all the same age. Well, that's, I mean, it's very true. And also there was a point brought up in that. She's like, I'm a mum with kids, so I can't go out. And the name is sort of like, oh, yeah, that's right. i got a kid. <laughs> so actually Ali's the odd one out. And Dippy was like, one of my kids is sick. I've got mother's guilt. And Amy's like, what's mother's guilt? <laughs> I don't even care. I've just closed the doors to my business. We don't need to bring an income in. Like CJ's probably got mother's guilt because she hasn't checked her phone for 10 minutes to see how yeah. her son's going. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do. What time is it? Yeah, we've got to re- yeah, he's going to be in bed when I get home. Oh, see, now I've got mother's guilt by association. <laughs> Final item of Neighbours Council business is I drew a winner of the hashtag squid on Neighbours competition <gasps> to win an autographed copy of a Neighbours neighbors branded notebook autographed by Morgan Baker, mm-hmm, Callum mm-hmm. Squid Rebecca. And the winner is Carrie underscore Granite. Love mm-hmm. your username on Twitter. You're getting one and... A second runner-up prize at Mr. Underscore Gilmore on Twitter. You're getting a notebook, but the autograph isn't on the notebook. It's on a postcard okay. that, that I'll put inside the notebook. Lovely. So you're both getting Callum autographs. I'll slide into your DMs to give you some details. And also if you want to drop us a voice memo or enter competitions whenever we have them, neighbourspod.com or neighbourspod at gmail.com. And I've got some Patreon updates, but I'll go through them next week. Hashtag goals 2018. Just going to sort out my admin. <laughs> yeah. But no, we're really glad that you guys are back on deck listening for 2018. I didn't know how I was going to make it work. Didn't sound too different, but it just means that I don't need to take copious notes on four days worth. Oh, I actually love it when we just talk about the storylines because I, I feel stressed on knowing what day they're on. <laughs> Because I don't know. I call, I call. I constantly call characters what's-a-name. I don't know these things. And do you know what's amazing, CJ? I gave you less homework and you did all your notes. I like, colour-coded things. This is the secret. If you've got kids that don't like 
to do their homework, yeah. just don't give them any. Yeah. Just let them free spirit it. Yeah. And they'll come with bloody colour coding. Yeah, and I'm on Twitter now. Like I've been on once, so this that means it's a thing. It's a new era. Yeah, it is. So follow CJ at Because I Am Pink. Yes, please do. And Kate, whose tweets are on fire, at Remude, R-E-M-U-E-D, hashtag Nayblocked. And I'm Vea Pashos or Neighbours Pod, and I'll put some photos out, including the blurry photo of my sister's dog. Great to be back, and we'll take our SVU discussions offline. And this we really does seem like you need some time alone with it. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Uh, we're Vea and CJ, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. We can say-